Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. As they were singing this and that, my thought, or maybe with the Holy Spirit saying, yeah, but have we put ourselves in his hands? Have we unconditionally said, yes, Lord? Have we said, Lord, not my way, but your way? No matter what. Matter of fact, the truth of the matter is when, when God says something, you shouldn't have an opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you all that makes Sunday morning happen and through the week of making sure that every place we put our hands is sanitized and safe. We thank just the worship and all that that makes this available. Amen. Amen. Thank all those that are joining us live. Thank you for giving and, and, and you support the ministry. And we are thankful for that. Amen. And to all that is here, just give God praise. And I praise God. I thank God for you all being here. Give me time with this series. Give me time to connect the dots of God's story and the story of man because I, I have learned that, that, that many times we do not connect the story. We see points of the story, but we have not in our thinking really put the whole story together. And, and if you don't understand how we begun, you don't understand where we're going. <laughs> if, if you don't really know how we got here, then you will miscue and misunderstand the heart of God. We question God about how we got here and all the mess we in when it's in the story. It's in the story. And when we capture the story, we see how good he is. When we capture the story, we see salvation as the great plan of God to get us back from where we fell from. And we begin to understand why it took such a cost. God giving his only begotten son to save you and I. So give me leeway to take my time with the story. We're coming out of, which is our launching pad that, that I will build the whole series around is 2 Corinthians 5.17, and we are reading it out of the Amplified Classic because this is really what it means and what has happened in our salvation experience. 
and it reads as such. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, that person is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous, watch this, moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, fresh and new has come in your spirit. In your spirit. You are spirit, soul, and body. What God has dealt with is your spirit man. Amen. The thought I want to bring today is we lost it all but Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus. Father, even now, move Tracy out of the way and you make clear your word. Allow me to articulate that which you want me to say. Lord, even now, Lord, even now, Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Last week, we just try to set the background that we have needs. We have needs as human beings. We have physical needs and we have emotional needs. And, and we are searching for those needs. I believe that Nezrelal, this, this, this psychologist who changed psychology in 1943, when the psychologist was dealing with people who had mental and behavioral problems, he dealt with the whole of man and said, what is it that man needs, mankind, all of mankind, what is it that we have inherently in common? Since we all, no matter what, what color, no matter what race, no matter what creed, no matter your, your economical standpoint, there, there are needs that each of us have in common. And whether you know it or not, we all are going about our own ways trying to find it. Good, bad, indifference. It, it, is, it is the motivator. It is the motive behind why we act the way we act, why we do the things we do, why, why we act kind of crazy sometimes. <laughs> our, our, our inward issues always show out in outward ways. Some people go around mad all the time. And they blame it on everybody else. But, but 
bad all the time is you. And many times we blame God. We blame the world. We even blame the devil for what we do. How we act. Maybe you shouldn't do this. I, I'm going I'm to tell you to turn to your neighbor and say, I have issues, but you don't need to. <laughs> and the reason why you don't need to do that, they already know you got issues. In fact, if you be honest, you would say, I got issues. That is the consequences of the fall. If we don't know how we got here, then we will spend the rest of our life trying to fix a problem we can't fix. And miss the source of our everything. Many of us, we, we don't think we got idols, but yes, you do. Whatever we seek before God, whatever we look to as our mirror, whatever we try to use to fulfill us, that, 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 that is your idol. That, that, that is what you are using to identify yourself with. And, and, and God originally made us where our image, our identity comes from him. Here is, here is Adam. God blew into his body, his spirit. As I said last week, God created us in Genesis 1.27 because out of nothing, he created their spirit and their spirit had his DNA in it. It's not your outward looks that looks like God. Because God is spirit. The body is our housing. But, but within us, when God created us in Genesis 1.27, then made the body in 2.27, what he did is he, he put what resembled him in this body. Did you know that when God originally made Adam and Eve, they didn't have no issues? <laughs> they didn't have no problems. Matter of fact, God, God is so awesome, as I, as I stated last week, that, that the Garden of Eden is, is pleasure, happiness, delight. That's what it means. It had everything they needed. It had everything in it. Matter of fact, and when you go to Genesis 2, verses 8 and 12, it says this, and it's amazing how God does this. He said, and there was gold in the land. Now, now what, why is he referring for gold? He said, I have put in the earth items that I want you to find, and I will teach you how to use it to make things. Because I made you like me, with a creative spirit. He already knew instruments was going to be made because God loves music himself. He gave 
saying certain people vocal cords the same because the angels sang. He, he made everything beautiful and when he looked at it, he said good. And when he made man, he said very good. Why? Because he saw himself in it. What we have now is out of, out of position. What we have now is a fallen world, fallen from its original state, a fallen people, fallen from their original state, a world full of fallen demons that used to be angels, fallen from their original state, a devil who can't stand us, fallen from his original state. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me step into it. Can I step in this a little bit? Since Satan couldn't, couldn't absurd God from his position, he absurd Adam from his position. That's what Genesis 3 is all about. When he made him, or uh, uh, led him, because he couldn't make him, but led him to disobey. He took away everything. Man no longer was made, no longer had his God's image, but just had a residue of it. Still creative, still, 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 still love community, still, still had a knowledge of God, but could not walk in the moral integrity that he was made in. You know why you need a savior? Because you can't save yourself. You know why Jesus had to die? Because he had to become your righteousness. He had to give you what you did not have. And we can outward try to live up to God, but inward, our heart by itself is all messed up. Falling. And, and I believe that we really don't have a clue of how far we fell from. One of the things that, that helps me is in Genesis 3, I think it's verse 8, where it says, and God came down in the cool of the day after, after men fell. And instead of the children running to their father, to their Abba, they hid. Another verse that helps me is the last verse of chapter 2 that says this, Adam and Eve was naked and not ashamed. This nakedness is not a, it's, yes, it's a physical nakedness, but it goes deeper than that. It's transparency. That there was confirmation to one another of what God was saying about them. They didn't deal with inferior complex. They didn't deal with with, with feeling negative or, or jealousy. They didn't deal with trying to find a fulfillment on the inside because they was totally fulfilled. They, what they saw in one another was the exact same thing that God saw in them and it was everything good. They had no relationship problems. Together, they were building 
represented a kingdom under God. They were large and controlled. Y'all, y'all sang the song said, I told my star, but there was no storms. <laughs> the animals was under their control. It was a kingdom under God, and Adam and Eve was running the kingdom. And God was downloading everything into their minds, and there was no chatter. The devil couldn't even get into their thinking. And they was enjoying everything. How about that? They were feeling themselves. But as God's children, listen, they had God's spiritual DNA. Let me see if I can explain that. You know, they got these shows, and I hate these shows. Well, this young lady will go, sometimes old ladies will go on this show, and they said, well, I don't know who the father is, so they're calling all these men to get a DNA test. You're the father. No, I'm not the father because you was with so many others. I don't know if I'm the father. Well, well, the baby walked like you. I don't know if that baby walked like me. But the baby, the baby, the baby does things you do. Well, they get the DNA test that is not, he's not the father. If I was you, I wouldn't watch that. Why would I want to let other people mess? I got enough of my own mess to watch other people mess. I need God, I, I need God to keep me eyes on him. And it shows us how far we have fallen. When they fell, the DNA test no longer work. If you are saved, you are a child of God. If you're not saved, you are a creation of God. That's why our text says that you have been engrafted, put back in. Show the picture of that um, engrafting that happens in a plant. Notice what happens. They split a live branch and insert another branch. When I was over in Israel, I remember the instructor was telling us that, that wild olive trees, you don't eat the olives from a wild olive tree because it's bitter and it's not really edible or usable. One of their, one of their biggest uh, produce is, is, is olives and olive oil, but all their olives are come from cultivated olive trees. In order to, to, to get more product, they would take a wild olive tree and they would take a branch of it and they would engraft it into a cultivated olive tree. That's what John 15 is talking about. That's what this text is talking about. He said, now you have been cut off from your old source. And now you have been implanted, engrafted into a new source. My, my brothers and sisters, we have no clue 
save us from. Let's get to the cuckoo bird. Let me show you the cuckoo bird. I think that God, sometimes what he does is he gives us a picture in nature what happened in the spiritual world. The cuckoo bird is a devious, scandalous bird. The, the, the cuckoo bird is watching this bird and, and, and it, it lay its egg in another bird's nest. Now, the cuckoo bird baby, what it does, it comes out before the rest of the birds. So it, it's eating, it's getting strong, and it's getting big. So, so it keeps on asking for food. So when mama gone, this insidious bird puts the other birds on its back and throw them out the nest. Now hold on there, hold on, hold on. This mother and father is taking care of a baby that's not theirs. It's been implanted into their nest. Now listen, this thing is, is just born. And he's, he's, he's Hercules, he's Hercules. And he's throwing. Hold on, who told him this? Look at he's struggling. He almost falls off the nest itself. Can, can I tell you what happened? Satan pushed out of Adam and Eve what they originally was. Move them out of place. Move them out of position. The question I have for you is this. Now that you've been engrafted in Christ, which bird are you feeding? Which one are you allowing to flow from you? The, the born-again spirit are the old nature that still knows how to act up. My, my brother and sister, look at him. And, 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 if, and if this doesn't go, but this bird becomes bigger than his parents, and you have these parents feeding this giant bird that's almost bigger than the nest, and they don't even realize it's not their baby. Insidious, evil, a plot. Look how big that thing is. It's still a baby and it's bigger than the nest. And if you don't watch what comes through your eye gate, your ear gate and your mind gate. If you don't, if you don't curtail what, what you allow in you, the, 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 the wrong seed will grow in you and it will take over. Listen, 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 listen. That's enough of that. That's good. Listen to Ephesians chapter, chapter 2. And it says, that, that you have uh, been made alive of a, of a, you've been made alive again. You, you've been made alive, spiritually alive. He said, but what's it? 
when you were dead, slain by your own trespasses and sins. He said, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you're dead. Spiritually dead. We got this new thing saying, I'm spiritual. What that means? Listen, you either dead or you're alive. There is no in between. You either know Jesus or you don't know him. You either in him or out of him. There is no in between. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about relationship. That God has called us back into relationship with himself. And when you accept Jesus Christ, he engrossed himself in you, which means that his DNA is in you. You have the divine sperm, the divine seed of God in you. You have his DNA. When God looks at you, he's not looking at your bad or your good. He's looking to see if you got his DNA. And if you got his DNA, you need to feed that seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what spiritual growth means. That's what, what growing spiritually means. That's what sanctification means, is that I'm allowing you, are allowing the spiritual DNA of God that is in you to grow, that you begin to take on the character of Christ. You know what I'm finding out is this. Because it's just the opposite of the way we used to be, sometimes being spiritual seems odd. Sometimes walking in the spirit seems different. We are so used to being caught up in what's this? Following the course of the world. The prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air is Satan. And what's He sends his attitude out like a radio system sends out a frequency. You want to know why people driving crazy? Went to store the other day, and the attitude of the people that was waiting on me made me want to say, "Forget it. I don't want it." Matter of fact, I, I really said to myself, "I don't think I'm going back there no more." Because if that's how I'm going to be treated when I'm spending my money, maybe I won't spend my money. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You think that's bad? Here, it was people representing that company and, 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 and losing that company business because of the attitude of the workers. I wonder if we as children of God are making the kingdom of God look bad. I was with somebody, and they said this. I'm just going to meddle a little bit. Let me meddle a little bit. And they was a, a used to be a waitress at, at a restaurant. And, 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 and the person I said, said, said that my daughter used to work at a restaurant, and, and, and she told me that when Christians come on Sunday morning, don't nobody want to wait on them. So because they would get a big table, 
They will order you like they own you. And then when they leave, they leave you a couple of dollars tip. Oh, y'all didn't laugh at that. Everything we do is a representative of the kingdom. Everything. The way we act. How we respond. Do they see Christ? In, do, would anybody be one to Christ by the way you act? See, see if, 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 if we are kingdom children, if he lives in us, then how we represent him to everyone. To everyone. is not only our opportunity, but it's our obligation because we are kingdom children. Listen, we are representative of the kingdom of God living in the kingdom of darkness. Satan Observe Adam out of position. And Christ came to undo what the devil did and call us back. Somebody didn't hear that. We think that we got to make it by our own strength, by our own wisdom. And God is saying, less of you is more of me. So sometimes, most of the time, God will put us in difficult, frustrating circumstances in order to make us come to him. Can I give you an example? It's the disciples Jesus said, let's go to the other side. He's been ministering to people all day, and he's tired. So he goes out on the other side of the boat, and he goes to sleep. And while he's asleep, the boat becomes in a storm. They're rolling. They're trying to get the water out, but it seems like they're using it. The Bible said that the boat was full of water, but it didn't say that the boat was sinking. The boat was full of water. And because of their fear of what they supposed was going to happen, they came to him. Listen, I think they were supposed to come to him, but it's the way they came to him. What they said was, Care thou not? Lord, you're supposed to care about me. Lord, what are you doing? Why you supposed to love me? Listen, just because he allows trouble to hit don't mean he don't care. And I think the Lord said, you ought to know me better than that. Just because a little bit of trouble hit, you don't trust everything I have already done for you? You don't understand that I died and gave my life for you? And because things don't go your way. 
Now you're looking at me cross-eyed because life didn't happen the way you planned it. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody. Don't, don't tell me we don't get mad at God. Don't tell me we don't get at him. Matter of fact, we come to church with our attitude. We watch Christian TV with our attitude simply because we don't understand why things haven't gone our way. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. God will show you that your way is not the way. I'm learning. I'm not saying I've learned it yet, but I'm learning that when I trust him and not get ahead of him, because I'm guilty of going way down the road when God didn't tell me that. And then got upset because I went way down the road. And God has to correct our thinking, correct our attitude. What I love about it is this, that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you never would have made it through what you've been through. Oh, shut your mouth. Listen, listen, your sickness allow you to experience God healing. Your trouble allowed you to experience how he stepped in right on time. Your trouble made you pray more. Your trouble made you read your Bible. Your trouble made you realize you ain't all that after all. Your trouble made you come, Lord, help me. Lord, strengthen me. Matter of fact, there's somebody here today, if you had not been through what you go through, you wouldn't know him like you know him. And now that you know him, you know that he's good. You know that he's real. You know that he's able. You know that he's faithful. You know he's a way maker. You know that he's life. You know that he's your everything. 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 What he's saying to us is, you have made everybody and everything else your source. You have everything out of position. Everything else was supposed to be the icing. Not the cake. See, I don't know anybody who bakes the icing. Now kids will eat the icing, but the icing is no good without the cake. Now I have tasted some cake that don't need no icing. Give me a good 7-Up pound cake. 
Don't need no icing. Icing would ruin the cake. Hey, I want you to know Jesus all by himself is good. Hallelujah. With the icing, without the icing, he's still good. See, I want to talk to somebody who has had a but God experience. And you know that you know that you know that you know that he is faithful. You know that you know that you know that you know he's good. And even when the devil is throwing the kitchen sink at you, you still can stand flat-footed and say, I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of my living. He's faithful. He's good. Jesus is all right with me. Don't matter what comes. Don't matter what fall. I know he's my everything. He's my source. Everything. No matter what, he will fill you up. He'll walk you to sleep. He'll take care of you. When you know. When you know. When you know that you know. When you've been through hell and back, you know. When he brought you over, you know. When he made a way out of nowhere, you know. You know. The point that he's trying to get us is that we know. That you're not moved by outward circumstance. That you know. I hear this voice. And I'm going to say it so you can hear it. It's in your spirit. And it's soft. You got to move all the clutter, clutter out the way. And what he's saying to his children is, but you got me. Hold on, hold on. When you quit fussing and cussing and arguing, when you quit complaining and you get quiet, he said, but you got me. When you start, stop looking at what you don't have and start appreciating what you do have, you hear in your spirit you got me. And I'll know to keep you. Won't I feel you? Won't I take care of you? He said, if you seek ye first, which is him, then I'll give you everything else. And if I don't, I feel you that you won't even miss what you don't have. Do you believe 
be that real in you? He's waiting on us to turn from everything else and turn to him. Huh? I don't know how he does it. Don't even know why he does it. But I know he does it. He's that real. But you got to clear everything else out of the way. And say, Lord, it's you, Lord. I'm looking for it's you, Lord. I believe it's you, Lord. Help me to trust you more. Ministers are here. When you walk out and, and you need them to pray with you, you need them to show you Jesus, they will do that. The 451-31 number, a minister will call you back and he will minister to you. Call on him. He made you for himself, by himself, and he's the only one that can fill that void in your spirit. And he, listen, and he won't allow no one or no one else. And that's what I mean, he's a jealous guy. No, he said, you're mine. <laughs> and I won't let nobody else take my place. Lord, even now, Touch, Lord. Those that are watching live, Lord, let them know that all they have to do is say, Lord, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, I give you my life. And I accept Jesus as my Savior, and he will come in. Lord, to everyone that's under the sound of my voice, let your spirit fall on them. Let your presence fall on them. Let them discover, Lord, that you're more real than the, whatever we're, wherever we're at. You're more real than what we're watching. Lord, you made us for yourself. And you're calling us back in relationship with yourself. And if we let you, you will come in well, you said that you're knocking at the door of our hearts. And you want us to let you in. So, Lord, even now, let us have a but Jesus experience. That you take us higher. You move us deeper in yourself. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for watching. We're praying for you. Join us next week. God be praised. Give God some praise in the house.